Welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia. And I'm going to get into a lot of stuff this week, or not this week, this episode. I will be answering some of your questions later on. There are a few things that I thought I would talk about before that. Um, And obviously, most of them uh, are to do with the pandemic, coronavirus, uh, the panic, the fear that's set in. Uh, and as has been the case on the last four episodes, this being the fifth, basically, uh, an ongoing series, uh, quarantine USA series is what, um, I'm calling it. Listenership has been way up since, since I started doing this. Uh, the response has been overwhelmingly positive. So many of you send me articles and ideas and things that you want to hear me talk about all almost exclusively related to, to all of this shit. However, there is a minority, there is a minority of you who are getting fed up with my constantly talking about the coronavirus, to which I say, what the fuck do you want me to talk about? There's base in my entire life, there's base there's only been two times where the there's basically only one thing happening in the world. One of them was 9/11. And the other one is this. And when there's only one thing happening in the entire fucking world, I'm not going to have some fucking guest on to talk about whatever the fuck. It's just clogging up everybody's fucking mind. I'm not here to be just like a, a pleasant distraction. So to you, this vocal minority or not so vocal minority, it's really only like three of you that I've heard from that say this shit. But I have three things to say. One is fuck you. Two is no. And three is get your fucking head out of the sand and pay fucking attention because you're probably the motherfucker who's going to give it to somebody. And again, I've said this before. This isn't a fucking reason to panic. It's a reason to just do what makes fucking sense. And what makes sense is to stay home as much as you fucking can. And what also makes sense is to fucking talk about it. So I'm going to fucking talk about it. Now, what I'm going to talk about first is that fucking big dick guy that everybody's sending everybody. <laughs> uh, I, I know there's like a name that he's, he's being referred to. I, I can't think of the name, but I'm sure by now, if you are a person with a phone, somebody, some fucking prankster, some joker that you know, has sent you a link that was like, uh, Bill de Blasio finally shuts down the New York subway system. And then there's like a link and you click on it. And it's just a fucking picture of a massive guy with a massive dick. Uh, and that's the joke. That joke spread faster than the fucking coronavirus. That's the other, that's the other contagion. No one's talking about, uh, spreading like wildfire. Not just coronavirus, not just the fear that coronavirus is instilling, but also the fucking big black dude with that massive fucking dick that everyone is sharing. Now what's happened is it's it's gotten from off of if he's if you haven't seen it, I don't know. Maybe you don't have friends. Maybe you're I don't know. Maybe you don't have friends. Maybe get a friend and ask them to send it to you. Or maybe your friends have, I don't know, they're like classier. But I've received these texts like so many times but at first it originated it was just a a, a, the guy sitting on a bed naked with his dick out and his dick is fucking enormous um what it's evolved into because the internet and because everybody's just got way too much time on their hands now is that they're like putting his image into things to make a joke. Like I saw one, like at coffee shops, they'll like design, uh, uh, the foam on your drink. I saw his image, uh, photoshopped into that as if someone had made a cappuccino with the fucking big dick guy on top of it. 
I saw one where uh, at the Lincoln Memorial where he's in place of Lincoln uh, and tourists are like fucking taking pictures and shit. Um, I've seen I've seen a lot of them. I've had a lot of them sent to me. It's funny. It's so ridiculous. Um, but uh, it's interesting to me. There are like some things that people. I mean, I don't want to say people are rallying around the big dick guy who I've actually heard is dead, which makes the whole thing so different. Like if there's just a guy with a big dick out there that everybody's sharing images of, that's, that's funny, I guess. But then there now someone told me he's dead. So now every time I see it, I'm like, this guy's dead. This isn't fucking the same joke, you know? But it's interesting to me how, like, uh, the things people rally around or do sort of collectively, uh, uh, in a moment like this, you know, that became a thing that everyone's doing. And then Tiger King, which I still haven't seen, which everybody's fucking doing. I've never had more people recommend something to me than, uh, than people have, who have recommended Tiger King. I want to watch it. Uh, I'm going to watch it. But I think right now I'm sort of enjoying not watching it and seeing everyone fucking go crazy about it. But yeah, I know who Joe Exotic is and I know how fucking crazy it is. I know he's a subject of Tiger King. Uh, and it's... These two things are so... In their own ways, so ridiculous and so jarring and so uh, distracting, distracting in one case... Uh, that it's like the only shit that can properly get our minds off of this fucking wild shit that's going on right now all across the world. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you have any good ones, send them to me because I know he's dead and it's makes it a different joke, but I'm still laughing at them. I still think that they're funny. So yeah, send them away. So I want to start off a little light with the big dick guy that everybody's talking about, uh, that everybody's sending around uh, to unite us. But it's not all fucking roses out there. Because uh, if you're paying any attention to anything in the fucking world right now, you know everything's in fucking disarray. And one of the reasons we're in such disarray... Look... There's a lot of shit going around commentary about how, like, this is all Trump's fault. Uh, th- but the fact is that the, that this fucking virus is everywhere in the world. This is not just, like, an American problem. If you're paying any attention, you know that it's reaching all parts of, of the globe. So, to anyone out there who insists on blaming Donald Trump for all this, as nice as that would be, we can't blame the actual virus on on him. We can we can blame his handling of the virus on him, and his handling of the virus has been fucking demented and idiotic. Um, but now he's finally, as of yesterday, come around. His press conference yesterday, he was talking about how it's going to be a very uh, very ugly two weeks for the country, uh, in which thousands and thousands and thousands of Americans will die not might die but will die even if we all stay home uh socially distance thousands and thousands and thousands of americans will die and he he was talking about opening shit up um by easter which is april 12th which everybody just shit all over him for suggesting that besides like hardcore fox news conservative people um but it was the reality was just overbearing and it's really the first time that reality has, has, has borne down so hard on him that he had no choice but to uh, break and say, okay, we're going to be like this until all the way through April at least. But the problem is, is that leading up to that, he had already said a thousand other fucking things. In January, he was tweeting about how what a tremendous job president Xi is doing uh, in China of handling the virus and containing it. 
then when it started to spread to Europe and other places, he was talking about how it wasn't going to come here. We're handling it perfectly. Uh, and then he was talking about how, you know, only one person has it. And by the time it's over, maybe five people will have it or some ridiculous. That was the most ridiculous thing. He's just like actually hanging a, a number on it, less than 10. Uh, and all of that slowly but surely led up to his press conference yesterday where he was saying, this is going to be a very bad two weeks. We're going to extend this all the way through April and uh, thousands of you are going to die. Which, look, that's good that he's finally fucking saying that. But getting, in my life at least, it's never been so hard to just get information at all. And if you flip through the news channels, at least, well, not now, but if you flip through the news channels like a few weeks ago, when this was all sort of becoming an actual panic slash pandemic... Depending upon what news channel you were watching, it was so fucking politicized. It was basically any sort of news that's aligned with uh, liberal uh, anything liberal was hammering Trump for his response um, and saying it's going to be much worse than that. And in a lot of ways, it was they much more than the other side ended up being accurate. But Fox uh, and other uh, conservative outlets were calling it using words like it's a hoax and it's an effort to get bring Trump down. The impeachment didn't work. So now they're trying this. All of that, all of those talking points came from the actual president. Okay, this is the problem. This is why we don't have state news, because the president is saying his version of events that he wants us to think. Then there's a news station that is actually just picking up the talking points and sharing it as if that's actual news when actual news isn't what any politician is saying. It's just news. News is news is news is news. And the more you politicize it, the more you leave room for something like this to happen. Whereas now we have all these motherfucking people who believe all different kinds of fucking shit about what's going on. You got people who still think it's a fucking hoax. Even though the president is up there, even though the president is up there, their guy is up there saying 100 to 200,000 deaths in the next uh, month. And that's a fucking low estimate. He's saying if we, if we can limit it to 100,000, then we're in good shape. And now if you watch Fox News, they're saying all that shit too. And they're saying, well, you know, these Democrats also said it was nothing to worry about. And these Democrats did this and these Democrats did that. And it's like, for once... All of you motherfuckers. Who fucking cares what anyone said? Report what's fucking going on. This is too important to point and fucking name call. No one gives a fucking shit. I was watching a fucking clip of Fox News earlier today. And this guy who... The guy looks like... uh, if If you were to cast a role of like a villainous news anchor... You would cast that guy. I don't know his name. Everybody on Fox, all the white guys kind of look the same to me. Uh, But this guy has like gelled hair. It goes up. It's jet black. And three weeks ago, there's a clip of him just talking about how much of a bullshit thing it is, how the virus is no issue and how nothing's going to happen. And it's all this overblown thing. It's this liberal agenda, blah, 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 whatever the fuck. And today he's talking about how serious it is, how much we have to stay home, how much this could damage the economy and the world if it continues to not be contained. And then he goes and rattles off a fucking list of uh, Democrats who said that it was nothing to worry about. That's clearly happening because Trump's getting hammered for that. But who gives a fucking shit? I mean, I watch CNN and I, I mean, that's considered liberal. So I'm not sitting here defending liberal shit. I fucking hate CNN. I watch it, but I hate it. And so much of their news coverage is like, well, you know what? You know what Donald Trump said a month ago? He said it wasn't going to be a big deal. That is important, but just note it once. It doesn't need to be the main fucking story. Tell us what to do. I can't even figure out if fucking uh, masks are going to help me in public. If you don't have it, everyone's got all this fucking different advice. You can't even get information. And all these fucking news channels are just 
point the finger at the other fucking side like that fucking matters. Tell us what to do. Everything's so fucking politicized. It's like even social distancing is politicized. I read a fucking article uh, about about this specifically in the Atlantic about how um, it was it, it's it 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 was about how this specific thing social distancing is becoming politicized and it's like a a, a badge of honor if you're a conservative to uh, shun it and say fuck it and be like you know it's not. It's overblown and it's not going to fucking kill me. Uh, whatever. And then there are uh, people on the left, uh, according to this article, that are uh, going the opposite way and making it a point of pride and saying anyone who doesn't go as hard as them at uh, isolation and social distancing and shuttering businesses and shutting down parks and da 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 then uh you know it goes both ways basically is what the article is saying here's the thing though i don't give a fucking shit if you're a democrat or republican if you're going out in the world and being a dumb fuck i care about that so if that happens to be predominantly republicans because somehow it got politicized uh, by politicians and then in, by extension of that by news stations I don't give a fuck leave that to the people that are trying to fucking uh, score points all I ask and all anyone with half a fucking brain is asking half a brain and no actual agenda is asking is fucking stay home as much as you can isolate as much as you can that's it. This is not a time to like show your stripes, show your allegiance to party. I was looking at some shit earlier about um, a lot of people, use, a lot of you are sending me screenshots of people who you know, a lot of times they're in your family, uh, which I'm sorry. But a lot of people are like, um, I saw something from Louisiana today, for instance. Where this woman was talking about <clears throat> how law enforcement, there's a really, 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 really bad outbreak right now in Louisiana, particularly New Orleans. And there are some people there that are moaning about how it's the, it's been, uh, businesses have been shut down, the economy has been shut down, and they're being ordered to stay home. And if they're ordered to stay home, now, uh, and this is not the first time I've heard this. This is something I've heard quite a bit, actually. Uh, if, if we're ordered to stay home, then what's the difference between us and 1940s Germany? I'll tell you the difference if you're really asking that, because I've seen it quite a bit, and there's a big difference. Generally, if you're saying that, you're a conservative, right? Your party is in power, not only of the country, but of your state. Let's take Louisiana. In 1940s Germany, the Nazis were in power. So basically, the comparison should already end there. Because it is fucking Donald Trump who's saying stay the fuck home. Even he is saying stay the fuck home now. So the difference between now law enforcement asking you and sometimes making you stay home is between now and 1940s Germany is that Nazis aren't making you do it. The other thing is it's a temporary response to a fucking worldwide pandemic, a contagion. That didn't happen in 1940s Germany. What happened in 1940s Germany was a taking over by a hostile 
force. I mean, you can't cry Nazi about every fucking thing you don't like to do. It's not 1940s Germany when people are temporarily begging you to stay the fuck home to ensure that a deadly virus doesn't spread. That's not what Nazis do. You know what fucking Nazis would do? They would collect all the sick people and fucking kill them. I mean, acting like America is 1940s Germany. Meanwhile, everything that's going on in the rest of the fucking world, China, 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 beans and beans. China literally is sealing apartment buildings shut to stop the fucking flow of people in and out of doors, in and out of public. Sealing people inside their homes. Sealing them. Sealing people inside their homes. That is a totalitarian government. Russia is fining and jailing people for spreading what they're calling misinformation about the coronavirus, which, by the way, that only means if you're saying something that the state isn't saying, they're going to throw you in jail. That's not if it's accurate or inaccurate. It's, it's, it's if, if you're saying something that the, that the state news is not saying, if you're sharing something that they don't want you to be saying, Whatever it is, whatever they fucking decide, they can find you and throw you in jail. So you want to fucking talk about totalitarianism while you're in fucking Louisiana? While people are dying and the, and the hospitals are fucking overcrowded with dying people? And you want to talk about how the fucking police, you want to bitch and moan about how the police are begging you to stay inside? You're a fucking asshole. And you don't know anything about history. And you certainly know nothing about the rest of the fucking world. And I get that fear like scares people. I mean, there's the, there's the, pen, there's the contagion of the actual disease, COVID-19. Which is the disease you get from coronavirus. Which I feel like even that is unclear. I think that people think coronavirus and COVID-19 are just synonymous. They're not. Coronavirus is the thing you get. COVID-19 is the disease it causes. It's like HIV and AIDS. But I get that fear makes people be crazy. Fear makes people say crazy shit and do crazy shit. And I get that. Fear of not only the disease, but fear of economic fallout. Fear of the unknown. Fear becomes its own contagion. But don't lose your shit. Just do what you can to keep your shit together. If a fucking cop non-forcibly asks you to fucking stay in your fucking house, stay there. Don't cry about how it's 1940s Germany. The reason I don't want you to cry about how it's 1940s Germany is because it's fucking insulting. Not only to the people with brains, but to people who actually live through that shit. It's nothing like that. And the confusion makes the fear a lot fucking worse. Because, you know, you hear shit like, uh, if you pay attention to it. This is the frustrating thing about actually keeping up with the news. When something like this is starting to break. Because the information isn't, uh, it's more loosey-goosey. It's harder to pin down. It's harder to get real information. So you'll get um, stories that don't make sense. Like you'll hear, again, about the masks. It'll be like, why it's good to not wear masks by the uh, Surgeon General. And then you'll hear uh, that guy, Dr. Fauci, the guy that's four feet tall and is always at the press conferences at... We can't wait for him to speak instead of Trump or Pence, you know, that guy. He says it might be a good idea to wear masks. So that shit gets confusing and it gets confusing about like, is it airborne? Is it not airborne? Um, 
shit like that. And that shit totally, totally, totally uh, adds to the confusion. But again, that's just another symptom of how fractured the fucking news is right now. Because we're all getting news from different fucking sources and all those sources are saying different fucking things. Not only about politics, not only about the politicization of the virus, but actually different things about what you should do in the face of the fucking virus. And I've said this before, but this is the worst possible time for this virus to have come. Because we're, in the last few years, we've been in this fucking post-truth period. Where getting actual hard, concrete information that is verifiable is just fucking hard. If you don't have the infrastructure, if you're just someone out there in the world trying to figure out what to do, the best way to stay home, the best way to handle, be safe with your family, there's too much fucking confusing shit. You don't know what to fucking do. Speaking of fucking confusing shit, that my pillow guy that Trump loves, that that loves Trump back, he he, uh, I don't know if you guys know about him. I forget his name, but he's been all over the news these last day or so because he is donating fifty thousand. His company, his pillow manufacturing company, is making masks, which is fucking dope. I love that. I mean, any everyone should love that. Again, to politicize that act, which the left is doing is a fucking problem. And I know why they're politicizing it. They're politicizing it because at in at during his uh he was there at the Rose Garden press conference yesterday and he thanked God and thanked Donald Trump some weird religious fucking thing. He had like written a personal note. And everyone's calling that out of line or whatever. And look, he's helping is it stupid as fuck that he read a fucking note like uh, like a true party person just like trying to suck Donald Trump's butthole? It's just such fucking idolatry and hero worship and the cult of personality is just f- on full fucking display, you know? Um, but at the same time, is he making 50,000 masks? And is he giving them away? That's cool. The problem with that, <laughs> the real problem with that fucking shit, actually, that whole thing is is just dumb as fuck, you know? Thank, to, to take that moment to thank God for giving us Donald Trump, like, just make the mass, you know? However, if you're going to make the mass, fine. I mean, I don't give a fuck what he does if he wants to talk for two minutes. You've earned it, you know? Um, But then the next day, I love this because I'm a fucking lover of this, all this shit, QAnon shit. Uh, This dude who, Jordan Sather is his name. He's like a serious conspiracy theorist. Uh, I've seen so much of his shit. I'm kind of obsessed with him. I've written to him so many times to come on the podcast. He's never even responded. The dude fucking ices me. Dude's got big shit going on, though. He's got like 11,000 conspiracies to stay out on top of, not just QAnon. He believes Oregon is like Oregon, O-R-G-O-N. The mineral is like uh, outlawed, banned because the the government knows it has secret powers and if it got in the hands of the people. He's just got like a ton of crazy shit that he thinks. But he tweeted something about Hmm, it must be a co- is it a coincidence that uh, uh the my pillow discount code if you type it in if you type in just a q you get a bunch of shit off which is like what you know like that means absolutely nothing his point is that it it, it somehow reflects the my pillow guys support for qanon was his point you know but then the fucking my pillow guy retweeted it so now, as much as I tried to be like the My Pillow guy, whatever, he's being dumb about his speech, but he's doing cool shit, so fuck it. But now, he's just promoting fucking QAnon shit. Like a total fucking crazy guy. 
And then I saw, you know, his website's being flooded now. I don't know why. Probably because the press. And it's crashing, like websites do when people flood them. However, he's blaming it on demons. So the guy's got fucking screws loose. There's no doubt about that. But he's making 50,000 masks, you know? So what are you going to do? Can't talk too much shit about him. He's making masks. I don't care why. He could be doing he could be doing it for any reason. And I think that would be pretty cool. That doesn't mean I like him. And it definitely doesn't mean I agree with him, but I do think it's cool. Anyone doing that at all is cool. Last thing about Trump for now. He's he's had he's tweeted a ton of fucking crazy person shit, as we all know. And a lot of it is actually funny. And a lot of it is infuriating. And a lot of it is just unbelievably stupid. But he tweeted something the other day that I thought was like actually the most fucking insane thing he's ever tweeted. This is this is a. This is about, this is after one of his coronavirus briefings that are televised. This is what he wrote. This is amid a fucking pandemic. President Trump is a ratings hit. Since reviving the daily White House briefing, Mr. Trump and his coronavirus updates have attracted an average audience of 8.5 million on cable news. Roughly the viewership of the season finale of The Bachelor. Numbers are continuing to rise. And then then another one. On Monday, nearly 12.2 million people watched Mr. Trump's briefing on CNN, Fox News, and MSNBC, according to Nielsen. Monday night football numbers. Millions more are watching on ABC, CBS, NBC, and online streaming sites. And the audience is expanding. On Monday, Fox News alone attracted 6.2 million viewers for the president's briefing, an astounding number for a 6 p.m. cable broadcast, more akin to the viewership for a popular primetime sitcom. All right. People are fucking scared and want information, dude. The fuck are you talking about? Your ratings were good because people want to know if they're going to die. And they want to know how to make sure they don't die. They're not watching because they saw the last one and and it, it ended at a really interesting point and can't wait to see how this one turns out. That's not what's up, dude. How crazy are you? And let's say he's not crazy. Let's say he's trolling, making a joke. Hey, not the time to joke. He's just fucking crazy. No matter which way you cut it, that's fucking outrageously insane. I do. I really, truly do think that's the craziest thing he's tweeted since he became elected president. Uh, all right, I'm gonna fucking take a break now uh and on the other side i'm gonna answer some questions get into some more shit uh that i promise will be more fun than the last shit i just talked about okay don't go anywhere matt delia is confused we'll return right after the break and i'm back Let's get straight into these Twitter questions. There's some more shit I wanted to talk about, uh, but these are always fun. So let's start here and see how long it takes us. Um, I'm just going to scroll and jab at a random one. Uh, Everyone is telling everyone to stay home. Then their next sentence is how they went to grab coffee or groceries. Have you made a couple runs here and there, or have you only gotten deliveries and stayed at home 100% of the time? I've made a couple runs. Um, Look, it's not that you cannot exist outside of your door. It's best to stay home. Absolutely, it's best to stay home. By a lot. But sometimes we all have to fucking go outside of our door. Um, 
if you do it though, just use your fucking brain and don't panic like a fuck and understand that everyone's in the same situation as you. If someone's being a fuck, all bets are off. I get a lot of you asking me like, what should we do with these people who are fucking being fucks about this? It's hard to even say it, it. What I do know is that if somebody like fucking coughed on me or just like breathed on me out in the world during all this, I'd probably commit an act of violence of some sort. Everybody's on edge. Uh, I can't be an exception in that regard. But everywhere I've gone, everyone's being fucking sane and normal about this shit. They're keeping their distance. They understand you want to keep your distance. If you got to go to the grocery store, go to the fucking grocery store. If you work at an essential workplace, you got to go to work, go to work. Just don't be dumb. Stay six feet away from people. I don't know the mask thing. Obviously, everyone insists that you're not supposed to wear them. Some people say you should wear them. People get mad, though, if you're taking a mask away from someone who might need it is the idea. Which, first of all, hey, there should be more fucking masks in the world. We should have been more prepared for this shit. That's A. B, put a fucking scarf over your face. Put a fucking bandana over your face. Put a shirt over your face. Whatever. Just do the fucking thing you're supposed to do. And shut up about it and and, and, and go home then. After that, go home. But yeah, I've left a couple times. Uh, how do you feel about not seeing your nephew due to isolation? It sucks. Fuck that. It makes me mad. Oh, yeah. The K cameo. Okay, so I'm on cameo now. But I'm only on there to say K. For all your fucking K needs, you find me on there and I'll drop a fucking K on anybody. For one low price. Get the K of your desires. Uh, Fucking renaming that shit. Cameo. Oh, wow. I didn't see this. Churches. Okay, so Florida shut down. They finally uh, issued a stay, a shelter-in-place order, but churches have been deemed essential by the Florida government so they could stay open. So that's cool. So all those people I was talking about in the last episode going to church and giving everybody else coronavirus at church, it's going to be good because now everybody at church is going to fucking get coronavirus too. So it's fucking shit, you know? I didn't know that. Uh, but yeah, what I have to say about that is K. If you could be stranded at home with one historical figure, who would it be? Oh, wow. Um, geez, that's tough because you got to think of somebody who's like, um, not going to drive you fucking nuts. It's not like the one who would you, who would you like to most have a drink with or who would you want to meet? Or hang out with for a night. Whatever. It's not like that. It's not even like who would you want to have to be your roommate. It's like who would you like to be stuck inside your home with. Um, one thing's for sure. Not Jesus. Jesus would make me feel bad about fucking everything I do. You know. Um, historical figure. That's so hard. Um, I'm going to go with... I don't know. Fuck that question. I'm going to come back to that. Uh, Some of my coworkers still somehow think this entire corona thing is a hoax and being blown out of proportion. Any advice to what to say to these people? 
or should I just avoid them? I'm leaning toward that. I mean, if you're in public and you're with them or if you're near them and with them, you should avoid it, I think, because uh, you don't want to get uh, get in an argument and get, get some fucking droplets on you, you know? But if it's via text or email, dude, yeah, just drop it on them. Just be like, you're fucking stupid. Why do you have to? Why do you have to have an opinion that it's overblown? What the fucking hell do you know? The hoax thing is just like run away from that person. The overblown thing is 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 more sane. It's just it's just odd to have a, a take like that when no one has that take. No authority. No figure of authority has that take. So yeah, tell them that. And I'm scrolling, and I'm scrolling, and I'm scrolling. Ah. Have you listened to Dylan's 17-minute song on JFK? Everybody seems to be praising it, and I'm over here going, K, half of the comments on it are from QAnon nutjobs and conspiracy weirdos. Truly strange. Oh, fuck. And then he sent screenshots. Okay, so I know a little bit about this. So Bob Dylan, who I fucking hate, um, released a new song in the middle of all this, in the middle of a pandemic, to thank his fans for their support over the years, which is so fucking weird, first of all. The timing of it. Even if he was planning on it the whole time, just like, just wait, you know? Just fucking wait. Um, But he didn't, and he dropped it, which, whatever. We all we also need entertainment, I guess, throughout all this. But a 17-minute song by Bob Dylan isn't entertainment. That is a fucking chore. I tried listening to it. I listened to like six minutes of it, and I couldn't do it. But the thing about it that's funny to me is that QAnon people believe it's he's like an ally of theirs now because their whole thing tied up in JFK and JFK Jr. and the deep state and assassinations and, and fucking dark fucking ops whatever the fucking hell i don't know but this dude sent me some screenshots as well as from the comment okay oh oh, this is the main thing because it's 17 minutes long the song they think these people these q and people think that it's a message to them as well it's an extra sign that it's a message to them because q is the 17th minute of uh 17th letter of the alphabet which look that's obviously ridiculous, but Bob Dylan deserves to be punished for having a 17-minute song. And this seems like proper punishment. QAnon people being the biggest fans of it and believing it's for them. So here are some of the comments. Why did this song get released now? Truth, transparency, and justice are coming. Thank God. Okay. 17 minutes long. Dylan is clearly working with Q and the good guys to help expose the crimes of the deep state criminals. Please, God, may justice now be seen to be done. I mean, so clumsy. Uh, One of the most cryptic, intriguing, mesmerizing songs I've ever heard. WWG1WGA, which means where we go one, where we go all. That's like a QAnon term. This song was released at a very interesting time in American history. What is up, dude? They'll just think any... These people just see a fucking bird flying in the sky. And they'll be like, it flew in a Q-shape. That's a signal. The bird is in on it. The bird knows, and the bird is giving us a fucking signal. Conspiracies are are one thing, but seeing signs, verifications, verifications of your theory in fucking everything is the craziest shit. Wow, almost 17 minutes long, Q. Good job, Bob. That's another comment. These people. Not good. Not good. You know what? Actually, that I'm going to stop doing this for a second. Uh, because this, this is making me think of something that I saw recently that was very stupid. And there's this guy, actually, this is, yeah, fuck. This is something I want to talk about in the last episode. There's a guy, uh, 
I'll get back to questions before the episode ends. But there, there's a guy named David Icke. David Ike, maybe? It's I-C-K-E. He's super fucking uh, popular conspiracy theorist. I've known about him since I was in college. And when I was in college, when I was a dumb fuck in college, I was interested in him. Because he had interesting things to say, or so I thought. And also, I started college around 9-11. And that was like a time when conspiracy theories and confusion was rampant. And I was young and impressionable. And I was more prone to believing shit like that. And I read a couple of his books. Then I read more of his books. And they're about how a reptile race controls uh, a race of reptilian humans, an ancient race of reptilian humans, uh, control the world. Then I stopped reading him. I actually forgot about him for a very long time. And then suddenly, this video recently surfaced uh, on, uh, I think the show is called London Real. It's like a talk show. And he was the guest. And it's gone viral. This whole interview has gone, like, it's got like... 5 million views in a week or something. And he talks about um, the truth, according to him, about the virus. And people like this cannot, nothing can happen that they can't explain away into their pre-existing worldview. Normally, David Icke, David Icke, fucking... David Sticky, whatever the fuck his name is. Normally, I just kind of wave him off with a hand, like whatever. But people who are not conspiracy theorists are clicking this link, finding this link. And actually, I've had this link sent to me a couple times. As in, watch this. Not like, look how crazy this is. Talk about it on the podcast. But like, this is interesting what this guy's saying. The guy believes that a reptilian race, a race of reptilian humans controls the world nine foot reptilian humans like let's certify shit okay so he's crazy so bot period he's crazy period and the video starts and he's talking about and the guy the, actually the interviewer sort of it's kind of like when i talk to guests that i disagree with he up front is like this is what i believe the coronavirus is is deadly and it came from here and it's killing all these people and if we don't act now and this is the, what i believe this is what i feel like i know so before the guy, the crazy guy even gets a chance to talk, David Sticky Icky, the other guy's already let it be known that he ain't crazy, which is good. But also that's David Sticky Icky talk. Now David Sticky Icky immediately talks about, he says, well, let me back up before I talk about my feelings about coronavirus. And then he goes on to say, 1% of the world, 1% of the population controls the world. And whether human whether that 1% created the virus or the virus just fell on their laps and they're using it to their advantage the 1% of people are now whether they created it or not he refuses to say it might have been created he says in a lab it might have just been a naturally occurring virus coming out of china i love how he leaves room for that truth you know thanks fucking david stickyicky but he goes on to talk about how the 1% is using coronavirus to its advantage to ruin, to f- force an economic meltdown so that companies like Amazon and those in the 1%, uh, their power is only concentrated. It gr- their power grows. The idea being that small businesses go out of business, Amazon grows and stays in business and is relied upon. Okay. That last part might be true. Small businesses are hurting. Amazon's not. That doesn't mean Jeff Bezos cooked up the fucking coronavirus. It doesn't mean Jeff Bezos heard of the coronavirus and was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Stop. Everybody stop what you're doing. Get it. Bring it here. Spread it. Ruin all small businesses. David Stickyicky says this because it fits in his fucking narrative, dumb worldview, the narrative of his dumb worldview, where there's a secret 1% of people that control the world, that are an ancient reptilian race. But people are, he doesn't talk about the reptiles in his fucking video. So nobody knows how just how fucking crazy this guy is. 
But here's the thing. Here's the ultimate thing. The reason, the real reason I wanted to talk about this. Because I'm so fucking sick of hearing this shit. It's crazy. If you think that there's a small amount of people who control the world, you don't have a fully formed brain. I'm not saying that corporations have way, don't have way too much power. Some politicians don't have way too much power. Some fucking of some of the sup- most supremely wealthy people in the world have insane levels of power, but they're not all working in concert to fuck over everybody else. There's something called the Pareto principle and the Pareto principle, I'm going to fucking butcher it, but it basically says that as something, anything in the entire universe accumulates. And this is true of stars, just as true as it's true of people and their money. Once you start to accumulate some a little bit, then you have more Then that can, that more begets more begets more begets more begets more. That is also true of capitalism. Some money turns into more money, turns into a lot of money, turns into a shitload of money. There's nothing unnatural about that. There's nothing conspiratorial about that. If there's a problem with that, if it's the it's a problem with the system, capitalism itself, it is not a fucking problem. The problem isn't the secret cabal of people who want all small businesses to fucking shut down. Even if that was true, they'd fuck it up. This is the thing I always say about conspiracies. A lot of people working together, and it, you know, you say 1%, but that's like fucking hundreds of thousands of people. You think all those people are like are getting on conference calls every week, David Sikiki? She'd be like, you know what? So his theory basically posits that those people all get together somehow. Maybe they're on fucking Zoom, FaceTime, group chat all hundreds of thousands of them. And they're like, you know what? We don't have enough power. I'm Jeff Bezos and I don't fucking, and I'm Bill Gates and we don't dominate small businesses nearly enough, which by the way, definitely they do. And definitely they know they do. So we want to fucking actually not just like mm, fucking ruin small businesses which you could argue Bezos has totally done with Amazon. But if it wasn't Bezos, it would have been somebody else. But yeah, sure. That's a fine argument. It, 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 it holds up. It has logic behind it. But once you start getting into his plan was to destroy small businesses, that's not what's up. He wanted to make a lot of fucking money. And he did. His idea worked. That is capitalism. If you have a problem with that, then your problem is with capitalism. Anyway, they're not getting all together, fucking just deciding, you know what? These small businesses, these 99%, they have too much power. Let's make a virus. Let's make another coronavirus, because there are already four. This would be the fifth. Let's make another coronavirus. Drop it in a wet market in China. Place it all around the rest of the world. And decimate the economic system that's currently in place, which actually doesn't favor small businesses. It favors massive corporations. It's just the, a guy like this gaining so much traction. It just speaks to how fucking screwy all of our minds are right now. People watching this shit and believing it, who probably under normal circumstances wouldn't normally believe something as wild and insane as that guy. But he seems less wild and insane because our fear has gone way, 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 way up. So we want to make sense of it. We want to believe something. But the thing not to believe is people like David Stickyicky. Anytime someone is out there saying so-and-so controls the world, that person is dumb. That person is wrong. That person has a strange fucking paranoid conspiracy fueled mind. That you should not trust. The world is sloppy. The world is messy. Viruses are created. Viruses happen. Evolution happens under our fucking noses. We live in history. History isn't just behind us. New things happen. Fucked up things occur. 
It doesn't mean they're accidents or mistakes. It means that's what life is. Viruses form. We have responses to them. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. There's nobody out there designing coronavirus in a Petri dish to do this. It fucking makes me mad. And even people who believe it, that doesn't make me mad. What makes me mad is people like David Sticky who fucking spread that shit. It's irresponsible. It's stupid. Talk about fucking evil ways just to capitalize on shit. That's David Sticky not Jeff fucking Bezos. Anyway, back to questions. Oh, Charlie's barking. With older movies and shows, there are certain things where we go, this was obviously before blank. What do you think will be the COVID-19 version of that? Jeez. Um, Charlie, shut up. Wow. Pissing me off. Disobedient. Um... I don't know. I, I don't think that's going to happen, actually. I, I don't like to be making predictions because it seems like a fool's errand, but the world changing so much right now. But I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this is going to change the world that way. When I, when I look at what happened after 9-11, movies changed a lot. Uh, but that was more formally. And I don't look at movies from before 2001 and think, no, oh, those just don't speak to my post 9-11 mind i miss movies from before 9-11 i think movies got ruined after 9-11 things became much more handheld and much more um uh i mean i look at cloverfield to kind of as like the primary first example it was much more handheld much more found footage e uh and those are two things that i really don't like and so those movements were sort of fueled by our uh, response, whether we are subliminal, subconscious response to 9-11. People were responding to things that, ins- that um, not directly um, were associated with their fear. I mean, people weren't running out to watch documentaries about 9-11 or Oliver Stone's terrible movie World Trade Center. But they were clamoring for found footage movies that were about terrible events. And that, to me, is a direct result of 9-11. And we're still feeling it, although we're getting past that a lot. I mean, in movies now, that style has kind of gone by the wayside. Thank fuck. Something like that might happen in the wake of COVID-19. Something like that. Uh, I've talked about a little bit before about there will probably be more zombie movies, more uh, post-apocalypse movies, more more outbreak-style movies about contagion contagious diseases movies like contagion but i don't know if that it's going to be like a oh remember that quaint time from before this um kind of shit i just don't know if it's going to have that kind of impact on society and certainly on the arts um do you think the presidential election will be postponed i mean i wouldn't be surprised if trump tried to postpone it because he thinks that he'll uh, lose, but I don't. I don't know. I don't see that. I, uh, that would fucking truly surprise me. Uh, maybe there will be more like efforts to get people to vote not or uh, to vote from home or absentee voting. I mean, honestly, the, the system has to be figured out that you can fucking vote online. Not this election, obviously. It's not going to happen. But when I voted uh, just this past election, it's just, it's, I mean, now now lines are just not going to be fucking acceptable, really, you know. Uh, Even in November, I think people are going to still be super paranoid about spreading this disease because it's not going anywhere. Um, So I think it will affect turnout, at least at the polls. I think it will increase absentee voting. But I don't think it's going to be postponed. That would surprise me. That would surprise me a lot, actually. Um, but yeah, I think I'm probably done now. I think I'll. I think the next episode I'll I'll do because again, this this series of questions I skipped a bunch that had to do with movies. All you guys are always asking me about fucking movies, uh, which that's off topic from COVID. I didn't want to mix COVID and movies. 
even though I just kind of did with that one question. But uh, I'm go- what I'm going to do is the next episode, I'm going to make it like a what to watch while we're all trapped at fucking home. Because again, as I've said before, I don't consider myself a voice of authority on many things. But one thing I do consider myself a voice of authority on is fucking movies. I know what's up. And I will be coming with some fucking hard wrecks uh, uh, this weekend in that episode. And maybe I'll touch on some other shit. But yeah, that's going to be the main thrust of it. And then back to normal quarantine programming after that. And we'll see what comes the fuck up after that. In the meantime, stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay home. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And stay home. Cake.